Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Randy Ruth. <laughs> How's he's, it going, Andy? He's back. What? Randy? No. No, no Randy here tonight. Just me in my my place in Los Angeles. Although, Andy, we're doing this on a Wednesday night because I'm not going to be in Los Angeles tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be in the Great White North. I'll be north of the border, provided I don't have COVID when I get to the border. I will be in Vancouver, British Columbia, New Westminster, British Columbia, technically, doing four nights of shows at House of Comedy, BC. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if you're a dirtball, come out to one of the shows. If you're a snowball. He's coming in hot with the show plugs out the gate. Well, you know, that's how it goes. It's like, honestly, I've, I've, you know, to do a little comedy talk, which we haven't done in a while. One of the, uh, one of the great things, you know, you're always trying to headline, you know, that's the goal. Everybody wants to headline, but I got to say it is a beautiful life being able to go out with Eddie, who I like, who's fun to travel with, who has similar interests and do 25 minutes before him or a half hour before him with absolutely no pressure. Yeah. No anything. And now this weekend I got to go out. It's like, how many people are here? I, am I selling enough tickets? Is my TikTok big enough to draw strangers? You know, it's like, there's a whole other world of problems. So what I'm saying is if you're a dirt ball in the British Columbia area, you should come to the show. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I've gotten a lot of these messages over the years. So if you ever asked if I was coming to Vancouver, the Couve, now's your opportunity. How far is Vancouver from the United States border? Do do we know? Not far at all. Not far at all. I think like if you wanted to drive from Vancouver, Washington to Vancouver, Canada, it's like, you know. 20 minutes or something like, like, like we're really still doing that. We're, we got, we got two countries claiming the same name for a city. Yeah. It's kind of like Kansas city. We got to decide, is it Missouri or is it Kansas? Like you, you both are yeah. claiming it, you know, let's, I, you know, these, these are the important issues that we need to decide. Well, that, that'll be fun. Kansas I've heard- city, the, the AFC championship game for the fourth year in a row will be in Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Yeah. I mean, are, speaking of Missouri, are you back on your Ozark grind? You're funny. You beat me to it. I, I've watched four episodes. Wow. I think I've watched three or four episodes myself. It is. This is. I got to say one thing about Ozark. It's you're a hater most, for the record. You're a hater. Let's go. I back. am a hater. It's the most remarkable type of hater show, though. It's like it's one of the few shows ever I didn't like. And yet I'm here. I am still. And you know what the big thing about me? I hate Wendy Bird more than I hate anybody on planet Earth. 
But she's so good. She's she's a great actress. She's a great actress if she's acting like a fucking bitch. But that's my like, point. She is the worst. She really it's the is. worst character. But see, I'll always just that's what I'm saying. Look, look how emotionally worked up you're getting. Drinking her coffee with two hands when she's concerned. That's how you know she's staring out the window with a glass of wine or a glass of coffee. Looking out over the lake. Jason Bateman's great too. To play that role, how he plays it, so calm over serious issues. It is, it is, uh, it is like he has taken it. You know, when he started out, he was like an accountant slash money guy. And it's like he has grown into the life of a full on gangster while also remaining the whole accountant vibe. I'll be like, yeah, um, well, you know, um, I guess we have to murder like five people, you know, or that's just, you know, kind of the price of, you know, doing business. <laughs> and you're like, OK, but that's what makes it so compelling, I think. Uh, Wendy, I think you need to relax. So our son's, uh, you know, uh, a, a money lauder. It's, you know, um, a part of life, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not like I haven't obviously it came out Friday and I've watched four. So it's not, I'm not going crazy. You know, my my. My my screen watching has still been dedicated to the National Football League. And, and you know, after after those long games, it's, it's tough to hop right in something right at least for me i i, I don't want to do that and, and and a little brag right now you know i woke up today it was six degrees and i was like am i gonna run in this shit am i gonna do that three hours later seven miles now it was not it was not six degrees at that point it had gone up to 19 degrees but okay i will say it's like my little smack addiction at this point Feeling that that cold air on the lungs, and I'm starting to really dig it. Maybe I'm embracing the Midwest as much as I miss the weather because I go through those phases too. Where I'm like, God, I just miss the beach and I miss the weather. Something about that cold air and my yeah. neighbors thinking I'm a lunatic. It is nice when it's when you have 60 and 70 something degree days in January. People, I can't believe it. It's like so many people do the dry January. And I'm like, if you're doing dry January in Los Angeles, you must be from a warm weather area. Because as a New Yorker, if it's 75 degrees on a January day, I'm like, eh, I should have a Miller Lite. You know, like, yeah. seems, it seems like a good fit. So that's a thing. I don't know about this. So people will give up alcohol or substances in January. Yeah. Dry January. Yeah. I'm more of a dry June kind of guy. I'm coming I'm like, on. I'm like, do it in the summer when everybody's like doing it. And that it takes more like, well, like, oh, you're just going to hang at home. You're going to do, do some sort of New Year's resolution, not drinking thing. Drink, don't drink in the thick of baseball season. Show me, show me what you're really made of. No, man. You look back at my, at my boozing career, RIP that career. I'm coming up on eight years since the denting in April. Dude, I'd have, I'd have dry spells where I would end it the most reckless way. Yeah, this is before I gave up booze. Like I remember, I had like a ninety-day dry spell in like two thousand ten. I ended it with three days in Vegas. Like this classic Andy Ruther. Like, hey, I was good for three months. I didn't drink alcohol. 
Now I'm going to absolutely kill myself, get blacked out three nights in a row, make reckless decision after reckless decision, which kind of defeats the purpose, I think. Yes. But, you know, you still did something. Yeah, you know, you, you, you got to try. Now, we have a lot to talk about in the sports world for the episode. Obviously, we're going to get to the conference championship previews. We have some phone calls. We also have a lot happening in the NFL world outside of the actual playoffs. And of course, I want to lead with baseball hall of fame. Oh, we're going to lead with that. I think it's important. Okay. You know, Andy, we've been doing this for 800 episodes now and 801. And I meet guys like, the crew I met down in uh, in Irvine last week. Be like, I've been listening to you for five years and blah, blah, blah. And like, I feel like one great thing about the Dirty Sports podcast, and we've had guys who are like hardcore and then fell off and, you know, disappeared from planet Earth. But there's also guys who are like, dude, I found you guys in 2016 or whatever, and I never stopped listening and blah, 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 blah. We have a great audience. And to those people, to our new listeners, newish listeners, you know, I, I, I'm not sorry about anything, but to you old listeners, I apologize that you're about to hear this for like the sixth consecutive year or whatever it is. But unfortunately, baseball and the baseball writers of America or whatever, and just sports Hall of Fame voters in general, stay fucking up. And sadly, we like just repeat some talking points every year for every sport. Now it's a couple times a year. And I hate that we have to do that, but it's also, you know, trending on Twitter yesterday and people are upset about it and some people are happy about it. And I feel like we have to cover it, but it's not going to be a whole lot new for me. You know what the difference though is for this one, I'll say. The amount of disapproval, I would say, is almost unanimous amongst fans, amongst players. Among, you know, like, like as I, I took a big deep dive last well, I night. Think that's, I think that's for a number of reasons. One, I think players, um, for sure, because I've seen it from a lot of players. I think players thought, the bonds of the world we're going to get that, that there's now a thing about how long it takes you to get on. So it's, I feel like players thought bonds is getting punished, but bonds isn't going to be kept out as opposed to we're going to make Derek Jeter a first ballot hall of famer. It's now like first ballot, second ballot. It seemed like that maybe the strategy was like, why don't we make Bonds a last ballot Hall of Famer to kind of show what we did? But then you get yourself into this situation where the guys who didn't vote for him for a while, like you don't turn enough of those, not enough of those people do that where they're like, now he's in. That I would say the greatest hitter in the history of baseball and honestly one of the greatest all-around players of all time if not the greatest all-around player of all time is not getting voted into the hall of fame and i think what made people extra upset is that 
the steroid HGH PED era of baseball, there's a lot of fucking question marks. And there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that folks think did use PEDs. And there's a lot of folks out of the Hall of Fame who didn't use PEDs in an era when everybody was using PEDs. And you're like, a Scott Rowland, for example, probably. And by the way, who knows if he did PEDs, but a Scott Rowland type gets in if all of his peers aren't juiced up. So then you have this crazy cross contamination of the ballot. And then you get the only guy who gets in is David Ortiz, who had a publicized failed PED test. That's insanity. And also, let me just say this. I like David Ortiz. I think David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. I think David Ortiz deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, um, you know, don't really give a shit either way if he had one failed PED test. But how come it's always Boston athletes that like, they found out he did something and they have evidence of it, but that evidence is wrong. No, no, they proved, they proved, but he didn't take PEDs. And, 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 they, and they proved, they proved Tom Brady didn't deflate footballs, even though, even though the, the equipment guys referred to him as the deflator, it was, it was proven uh, you know, this was just a Morton fucking whoever and, and Adam Schefter who were trying to ruin his legacy. It was proven that that that, that test, that PED test was fraudulent. And, and 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 it was proven that it's like, how come it's only Boston athletes? Well, I would counter that. I mean, Kurt Schilling's not getting in. I mean, that that's kind of a, a different thing, but. But but we we all know we all know why David Ortiz. But because he's he's charming, he's likable, exactly. Friendly. That's the difference between Schilling and David Ortiz, right? One was a piece of shit that people didn't like, and Bonds and David Ortiz, right? But Kurt Schilling, I don't think failed a PED test. No, I I I I mean we we're. I'm not being. My point is, it's when a Boston guy who everybody in Boston like. Doesn't matter what's out there. Doesn't matter that human beings refer to Tom Brady as the deflator. The guys, they're like that. It didn't. It, it's a. It's a lie. I will say this much, um, and and this is not me being dramatic or saying this for dramatic effect. I, I think at this point, after what happened yesterday, the state, and I say this sincerely, this isn't for a hot take for whatever. The state of Major League Baseball is dire right now it's it's that bad and we talk about things that have happened in the past we talk about the famous white Sox or black Sox scandal i, I think we're there and i and i don't say that lightly because the interest is waning nobody gives a shit about baseball the numbers don't lie nobody cares no young kids care you and i we're like dinosaurs we're still going to a bunch of games because we still like the sport and to have this happen to shut out the all-time home run king, the guy with the most Cy Youngs, Pete Rose. I'm just going to throw him in. Think about that. And we have a call about that. Think about that. 
That, that is crazy. I don't think people are thinking about this. The all-time hit king, the all-time home run king, and the guy with the most Cy Youngs, so you have pitching and batting, some of the most important stats ever, are all not in the Hall of Fame. I don't even know what the equivalent of that would be for the NFL or the NBA. This is a major, historic, just debacle. And I blame the same people you blame from Bud C League to Rob Manfred. But you to- know what the worst thing is? And we, t- we talked about this before. We talked about it at the end of, you know, we're two years on Kobe's uh, anniversary. We talked about it at the end of Ben Roethlisberger saying it's like, dude, Barry Bonds wasn't accused of murdering somebody. Thank you. Barry Bonds wasn't accused of raping Thank somebody. You. Barry Bonds was accused of being an asshole to sports writers because it's not that Barry Bonds was accused of PEDs. David Ortiz ruins that rule, right? Like he's not out. It's like Clemens and Bonds are out because writers think they did PEDs. So they have an excuse not to vote for a guy who they think is an asshole. But if you're nice to them and you talk about Jesus all the time, and you're like the, the likable locker room fucking guy after a game, you can be accused of raping multiple people and you can go to the Hall of Fame. But if you're Omar Vizquel and you're like a borderline Hall of Famer, then they'll say your accusations are why you're not getting in. Yeah, it's, they they pick and choose the excuse that they're going to use to keep out guys they don't like for whatever reason. Well, well, there's a few things you addressed there, and I want to kind of break them down one by one. First of all, I'm glad you brought up Vizquel because Vizquel had a 25% drop from his last Hall of Fame voting. Like He was on the path to be a Hall of Famer. And then last year, The Athletic did a huge report on a domestic violence allegation made against him by his now ex-wife. And also he had a lawsuit brought against him and these are really bad things. Sexual harassment by a former minor league bat boy. So obviously, these are some serious allegations. But again, my thing is, what did you do on the field? Like, like, like but, I, I, but I just don't understand. And, and, Ty Cobb literally killed somebody. But we know that now. They didn't know it then. But here's the, here's the, the worst thing is like, you punish the guys who did PEDs, but you punish the guys who didn't do PEDs because all the pitchers at the time were on fucking steroids and, and HGH and whatever. And then some of these guys had, you know, stats that in the seventies or the eighties or the fucking early nineties are hall of fame worthy, but now they're not worthy because how they matched up to guys on PEDs that you're not, putting in so it's like i'm not here standing for fucking you know scott Rowland and 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 barry larkin and todd helton or whatever but like if you don't think these guys did stuff and they still put up numbers that if they played on the fucking 77 cardinals would have gotten them in the hall of fame then put them in the hall of fame let's just get to the root of the problem which we do every year these are these we're talking about the the best ever in a sport is being determined by nerdy sports writers. 
But think Honestly, about that. Just think about that for a minute. The, here's, the best here's, ever is not being determined by their peers. It's not being determined by former players. It's not being determined by former managers. It's being determined by nerdy sports writers. That is a travesty. And let me tell you something that could happen right now. Um, because first of all, I've never been to Cooperstown, which I know is crazy. Um, first of all, there's a PED uh, exhibit or whatever, or part of the story of the Hall of Fame is that there's an era of performance enhancing drugs. So listen, why not let the guys in? At this point, you've, you fucked it up so much where it's like you didn't keep them all out. David Ortiz being a great example. You didn't keep out somebody who has an accusation. Okay. So let them all in if their stats stack up. And in that exhibit at the bottom of the thing, like after a movie where they recap you on, it's like, and part of that story is there's a bunch of guys in this hall of fame who have been tied to performance enhancing drugs one way or the other. For example, Barry Bonds, there's this Balco case. David Ortiz failed a test. You know, Mike Piazza, some guy said it. Fucking this dude, whatever. Whatever the case may be, make it a part of the fucking story. Okay? And let them all in. Otherwise, the only other option to me is, and when I see guys, athletes, former ball players tweeting about it, is... Put the players hall, like get, have a players hall of whatever, like attack it, like s- start voting from a player standpoint, but, but, guys but, in that start today, because here's the thing, your exhibits will be better if Jacob DeGrom and Scherzer and uh, Mike Trout and Barry Bonds and whatever donate. If the best players, if the great, if the hit king isn't in, the Homer king isn't in, the Cy Young king isn't in, all these other guys, give me your shit. We can make a better Hall of Fame starting today. And 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 call the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown if you're Barry Bonds and be like the bat that hit the 757th home run or 52nd or whatever it is, I want it back. Pete Rose, the 4,909, I want that ball. Give it to me. It's going in the fucking Players Hall of Fame. And this isn't just baseball. Now, baseball is the worst of them, but we see it. We saw the same thing why Terrell Owens didn't get first ballot in the NFL. Insane. Again. Terrell Owens wasn't even accused of anything. If you can't separate what someone did on the field and stuff they've done off the field, or if they're not a nice person, you are a child. You are a child. And it's it's disgusting. And this is why, like I said, baseball is at this stance or at this point right now. Dude, you, you have a slightly beating heart. That, that That's where you're at. Guess what? You're on strike. No one gives a shit. Literally, no one gives a shit, baseball. I hate to tell you, no one. No one in this country gives a shit. I'll take it one step further. Um, I mean, I know our audience is pretty young. We're older than a lot of our our audience, but not all of them. I would like to hear from dirtballs, old, young, whoever. Who is a beat writer for any of your teams? 
that you like. Honestly, a full-on beat writer for one of your teams. Because I'll tell you what, the Mets beat writers are a dumpster filled with nerd garbage that somebody should light on fire and and float down the Hudson River. It's trash takes, trash opinions, trash hearsay. And these are the guys who vote for the fucking Hall of Fame. It's not just in the hands of writers. At this point, baseball writers are especially garbage. Well, I, th- I think it's a bigger problem with, with writers, reporters uh, across beyond sports at this point. It's all it's all clickbait. It's all again. You can't separate your politics, which you're a child if you can't do that. I, w- I want to read this real quick, though. I-, I did like this tweet from Buster only. Which which is fascinating that we're doing this and, and, and read this. The so-called character clause, which, again, I love this. You're going to judge someone else's character, which to me is wild. I like I don't feel comfortable judging another player's character. That's 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 none of my business. I'm judging you what you did in the field. That's how it should I mean, be. I don't mind. I judge people's characters all day, every day, but that but, doesn't have anything to do with judging them for the Hall of Fame. That's, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. So anyway, he says the so-called character clause effectively obsolete until the 2006 Hall of Fame voting is believed to have been generated by Kennesaw Mountain Landis, a segregationist whose name was stripped from the BBWAA's MVP award. So so think about that. So so he was the guy, the first commissioner, correct? Because of the Black Sox scandal scandal. So, so he created this policy. This guy was a piece of shit and and we're using this now to keep people out. It's, it's mind boggling. But there are some good tweets I want to read. I like the one that Marcus Stroman tweeted. He sums it up pretty well. Who cares about validation from a bunch of outdated ass writers? MLB has a prehistoric mindset with all endeavors. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Everyone who's actually gone out on that field and grinded at the big league level would agree as well as a large majority of the fans. And he's right. Here's a good one. I, I know you had a good tweet. Read, read your tweet, and then I'll read another stat. Well, on Bonds do you have, do you have your, you have my tweet there? I, uh, if not, I can pull it up. Yeah, you pull it up. I'll read this other one. Because this here's is, here's the thing. Barry Bonds was Barry Bonds was awesome when he was on the Pirates. Okay. Yeah. And he won two MVPs on the Pirates, and he was well on his way to being a Hall of Famer with the Pirates. Sure. His his career was cut short by the PED scandal, blah, 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 blah. And I would argue Barry Bonds. I know everybody's like, oh, he kept he was able to play as long as he was because PEDs. I would argue no doubt about it. A guy who is that dominant naturally. And we all know we all know when it happened. We all know when Barry Bonds started using PEDs. We can all see it. Yeah. We all see the transformation. It's we all obvious. saw what happened. Sosa and McGuire hit home runs. Barry Bonds definitely sat at home with 35 home runs that year and was like, oh, this dude's hitting 60. If I was on what he was on, I would hit 100. And then it kept going for a couple of years. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to hit 100. And he would have hit 100. Dude, I, I got re- to bring up. Have you seen the one going viral again, which was already a big thing? 
Bonds was so good. They intentionally walked him with the bases loaded. Yeah. Um, so my tweet about Barry Bonds, seven years in Pittsburgh, where he won two, is Barry Bonds played seven seasons for the Pirates and won two MVPs there. If you remove all of his Pittsburgh stats, he still hit more home runs than David Ortiz. It's amazing. Here's another good one, which is very similar. David Ortiz's career OBP is 380. Barry Bonds' career OBP, if you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs, is 384. What are we, what are we even talking about here? Barry Bonds shits on David Ortiz. David Ortiz is, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer, no doubt. I don't have any problem with David Ortiz being a Hall of Famer. I have no problem with him in the Hall of Fame. But I have a problem with you saying David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. David Ortiz failed a PED test, whatever we want to think about that. Barry Bonds is accused of taking PEDs, and, and therefore he's not in. The bottom line is Big Papi. He's a big, jolly, fat guy, and he's in Boston, and he has a fun accent, and he got shot in his hometown, and blah, 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 and he's chummy, chummy. He picks up reporters, and he puts them in his pocket. He takes them out for cigars because he's big puppy. And Barry Bonds is like, fuck you, dog. I have to go to the batting cage and hit again because I'm the single greatest hitter in the history of Earth, and that doesn't happen by me dicking around. Get the fuck out of my face and leave me alone. And then he's like, I'll show you one day, you know, hey, you think you got me now, Mr. Bonds, but uh, he, he, you think you could swirly me in the toilet, but 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 I'll have my revenge. Well, you talked about the younger dirtballs. Here, here's a call from from younger dirtball um, ranting about the, the Hall of Fame. What's going on, Dirty Sports? This is Stolze from Cincinnati. Um, calling in about some baseball Hall of Fame stuff. <clears throat> Prano, I just saw your tweet about how if you removed the seven first seasons that Barry Bonds played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, he would still have more career home runs than David Ortiz. Now, obviously, we all know that the Hall of Fame is a sham. It's literally just about being nice to the writers, and you can do whatever you want during that during your career time period. And you'll still get votes to get into the Hall of Fame as long as you play ball with the journalist. But the fact that the MLB Hall of Fame does not have the career leader for hits, the career leader for home runs, and the career winner, uh, the career leader for Cy Young wins, none of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. This, the idea of the Baseball Hall of Fame is to tell a story of the sport that has happened for those that were not there to see it. How are you not going to have these absolute legends of the game at multiple different positions not in the Hall of Fame because, oh, they got caught with steroids or, oh, they were not a good person outside of the field. Ortiz has been popped with steroids. I don't understand the sentiment that keeps Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame or even Roger Clemens for that point, but but especially Barry Bonds. This dude is the best baseball player to ever walk on the diamond. And I'm from Cincinnati. I'm a Pete Rose guy. Barry Bonds was immaculate. And I was young to watch it, and I knew how special it was. 
But anyway, let me know what you guys think. Um, the MLB is a sham, dude. It's in such a bad spot right now. Condoms are for Rob Manfred. Fuck that motherfucker. I, I mean, I mean, he's obviously reiterating what we're saying, but like, it's true. I, I mean, here, I, I think, I, I think he's early twenties. Like, like you, you're not getting. Here's what I'll say, guys. Like you and I, I'll keep going to games because it's something to do, and I like baseball, and I think it's a social fun thing, and I think it's great to take like families and. But my point is, like, you, you and I, are, we're outliers. We are. Most people are like, oh, Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. Clemens is in the Hall of Fame. Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame. Fuck you. you your sport is a sham. The bottom it's- line is that, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You guys want to take a hard line on PEDs, do it. But you, they didn't. They didn't do it. There are guys in, everybody thinks did it, but never had a test. There are guys in who no one thinks did it, but did have a test like Ortiz there. That, that's like, so it's like, if you're going to have a hard line, if you ever had any inkling of ties to PDs whatsoever, you're not ever getting in the hall of fame, then do it. But you didn't. So now what the fuck are we talking about? Now you guys get to decide what PD tests you believe and what PD tests you don't. How ridiculous is that? You're not just judge, jury, and executioner for the Hall of Fame. You are now deciding on the behalf of fans everywhere which drug tests are correct and which are incorrect. How dare you? Yeah, and, and, and you know, we live in this age. We talk about everything, trying to make things fair. And, and, and the irony of, of you we're constantly talking about, right? Equality and equity. Like, like I, I couldn't think of a... And we're not even going to do the thing now about ceiling. Let it all happen. It's like, so, so I'm saying, like, like, I can't think of a system. There's a lot of shitty systems in this country. But, like, this system, we're talking... I, what is the equivalent? What is the equivalent in basketball... We're talking about the home run king, the Cy Young king, and the hit king. What is the equivalent? Yeah, it's the scoring leader, the blocks leader, and the fucking, you know, the Assist. scoring leader, the assists leader, and the, and the you know, fucking defensive player of the year winner. It's like saying Kareem's not But the imagine Hall going to a courtroom, Andy, and being there for your, your fucking speeding ticket and then being like, you were going 78 and a 55. And you're like, yeah, I mean, if that's what the fucking radar says, I guess I was going 78 to 55. And they're like, great. That's pretty fat. That's fucking 23 miles an hour over the limit. You have to pay this much money. And you're like, okay. And then the next guy comes up and they're like, you were doing 81 and a 55. And then he's like, mm, I think your fucking machine's broken. And the judge goes, you know what? I think the machine is broken. I think you're right. I think I think in your case, the machine is broken. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? How dare you? Well, I'm it's glad so you- ridiculous. And then again, like I said, I, I have a friend who brought this up and it's a fantastic point. Baseball. I and I've complained about this for a while. Seelig let it happen. Not only do you let it happen, they profited off it. 
Oh, oh and, and just to remind everybody who doesn't know this, he's also in the Hall of Fame. Right. Of course. The guy responsible for the PED era is in the Hall of Fame. Um, he let it happen. He profited off it. Why not? Why if, if these guys aren't allowed in the Hall of Fame, we should talk about the beginning of the PED era, when it started and when it ended. And baseball, give me a refund. We should sue Major League Baseball for their profits for the entire PED era. Oh, now you're going to pretend it didn't happen? It happened to my wallet. If you charged me to go see fucking Barry Bonds hit home runs, and now you're saying those home runs didn't happen, give me my fucking money, dog. Yeah. I want all's the money. We should have a class action lawsuit. Baseball fans that spent money on going to baseball games between, let's be honest, 1980 fucking seven and 20 what? 12? Yeah, I would almost say the the beginning is the Bash Brothers in Oakland with McGuire and Jose Canseco. And you're right. That was around like 87, 88. They go to back to back World Series. Three out of four, actually. World Series they went to. It, it, it's just, it's it's really mind-boggling at times that we can just continue the same path, the same wrong decisions, the same mishaps year after year after year. And, and again, it, it's like you don't want to make money. You don't want to get engagement. You don't want young fans. Because all these decisions are just just literally destroying what, what, what do you think I mean I'm being serious what do you think if, if you're like if you're like a young black kid and you see Barry Bonds and you see he's at us like you think this kid ever is going to want to play baseball see how he's treated honestly, and honestly this is where we go back to everybody like oh politics 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 if I was a young black kid in America I would play basketball and only basketball I mean, if I go to, I could be the best baseball player to ever walk the face of the earth. And because I don't have a single thing in common with nerdy white old baseball writers, I will never get my due. And in fact, what I'll probably get is a, what Marcus Stroman gets, which is like a bunch of like low key racism thrown at you on the air, in the fucking newspaper, on the internet. Because you have a fucking, what? You're an outspoken black man. So we're literally going to destroy you all the time. In the NFL, if you are an outspoken black man, they will remove you from the league. Or like my boy, we've been talking about this, like my boy Odell, they'll create a narrative around you that you are problematic. In the NBA, oh, LeBron, shut up and dribble. It's the one fucking sport. In America, where they're like, hey, black men run the league. We should listen to what they say. We should take up their causes. They want to fucking kneel. We should let them kneel. They want to wear jerseys that say fucking Black Lives Matter on the back. We should let them. Because what the fuck? They, without them, what are we? So people who get all pissed off about the politics realize that what, maybe Adam Silver doesn't fucking like it. Maybe the owners don't like it, but they know where their bread is buttered. What are you going to do? You're going to have leagues 
where young black men will be like, I would rather die than go to the NFL where I could be really good at something. And they can say, we don't like your attitude. We called around the league and told no one to hire you ever again. I, I just think baseball, like, I mean, I just can't say it enough. It, it, it's just, it's on life support, man. And again, I'll still go and it, it's, it's just different. You know, a lot of my love for baseball, it's nostalgia, especially with my dad and him taking me to games and, you know, that's been ramped up even higher now that he's gone. And I, and I, you know, I really embrace those memories and those mean so much to me. And like last year, I love taking, you know, like my nephew and niece to a game or doing those things, but I'm not this generation. And that's what we're trying to say. Like, I don't think it's the same because I just think people just don't care. And it's hilarious to see the different type, but you know, we have judging the morals of a, a player. We have, they don't like a player's politics. We have a player like bonds who it's none of those things. He was just a meanie to me. And then maybe, you know, this, obviously the steroid thing too. It's, it's just like, I don't understand how this is the system because it's such an easy fix. Like it's the easiest of easy fix. We're not talking about fixing you know, voting in America or the two-party system. These are complicated issues. Fucking foreign Meanwhile, policy. Like, but, but, but it's like, but also they just pick and choose. Derek Jeter at this point is the fucking Genghis Khan of New York City. You know how they say like, oh, every Asian, you can link back to every, to Genghis Khan. You can link sure. back every case of herpes in New York City at this point to Derek Jeter. Like at this point, like, what are we talking about? And meanwhile, they're like, yeah, but he's so fucking such a good guy. Had a fucking flat top. He was a captain. I fucking love him. Let's put him on 100% of the balance. 100%. He's responsible for the great herpes outbreak of 2005. Almost, almost fucking took dicks off of the entire male population of New York under 40. I mean, the Derek Jeter herpes tree is pretty amazing. But, but, you, but dude, and all, and all jokes aside... You have a valid point, and I know you're trying to make one, because the argument is, where does it end? You have egregious things like Roger Clemens with a relationship and a 15-year-old girl. Like, obviously, that's at the, the far end of like, whoa, that's some pretty fucked up shit. And then you have Jeter giving herpes to all in New York City. But the argument is, who is it to decide where we're going and judging each person? And the crazy part is, Joe, a lot of these guys, you know, they cover all sports and they get a Hall of Fame vote. So like the local Cincinnati paper, the, the local reporter, he gets a Hall of Fame vote. He, he's adamant not voting for bonds. Funny, Paul, his name is Paul Doherty. Didn't see you write one piece about Ben Roethlisberger. You cover all sports. Didn't see, didn't see, unless I missed it. Did, you know, I read the local Cincinnati paper every day. Didn't see a single piece mentioning we're just going to ignore big Ben's two rapes. Hey, you cover all sports. You get a hall. Is he, of is he, is, does he think Joe Mixon should play in the AFC championship game? Funny. He never, he does. He's, ne he's never mentioned that. He's never mentioned Joe Mixon. Yeah.
like you said, you're either going to judge all of them or you kind of can't judge Dude, any of it. I mean, listen, I uh, like I, it, it's it's part of the uh, thing. If you go back, listen, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it because it needs to be it needs to be called out. And I know everybody calls me a homer, but let me let me preempt this by saying today the GM of the Giants and the owner of the Giants essentially backed Daniel Jones. I saw. Which I am for. I'm for that. And they said all the things that I agree with. Uh, you know, we he's had four offense coordinators. He has no offensive line. We've given him no help. It's it's a disaster. We need to fix ourselves to figure out if he's the guy. That's the right thing to say. Then they said, uh, hey, or, do you think you'll trade for Deshaun Watson? And you know what John Mara should have said? We have Daniel Jones. Why would we trade for Deshaun Watson when we have Daniel Jones? At the end, you're done. What he said and said is, we have a cap situation. We couldn't afford him if we wanted to. And also, he has a bunch of sexual assault allegations. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You don't want to have the guy on your team because he has a bunch of sexual assault allegations. I'm for that. We probably shouldn't trot out Lawrence Taylor at every single Super Bowl anniversary. Ah, yeah. We probably shouldn't. If you want to be consistent. Sure. Which to me is important. I agree. Lawrence Taylor getting driven to 1986 and 1990 Super Bowl anniversary parties by 15-year-old hookers he picked up on the side of the Jersey Turnpike. Yep. What, what, like, what are we doing? I mean, I mean, that's that's the problem. The lack of consistency. Yeah. You are never going to vote somebody into the Hall of Fame who is tied to PEDs at all. Fine. You can't vote for David Ortiz. You, you just can't. First Stand ballot. for fucking something. So I was thinking of a comparison. And you brought you brought Brady up earlier. But I think that's an apt comparison. I, was, I actually was going to say that. So So Brady is caught cheating. I don't care what Pats fans are going to say. He cheated, whatever. I don't really care Multiple as much. Multiple times. He was part of a teams that cheated. You know, I, I want to specifically talk about the deflated balls, whatever. Right. He cheated, guys. I mean, I mean, he destroyed his phone. Come on. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Again, the I don't know. Guys called him the deflator. I don't really care because I think, I think he was, you know, personally, yeah, I cool. think. Say that. Say, listen. See, that's that's the problem with Tom Brady too, right? Is say up front, guys. Every single guy around the league is deflating footballs. Yeah. Uh, I did I did do that. And Peyton Manning was talking about how they manipulate the footballs in a Manning yeah. cast. Blah blah blah. And anyway, I, I don't really do care that. about that. I did but, I did do that. But and my point also, is this: everybody does it. My point is this: I think it's an apt comparison. He was caught. He was penalized. He's got all the records. For passing touchdowns, passing yards, obviously Super Bowls. Bonds doesn't have that. But I'm just saying, they both cheated. Bonds doesn't have what? Bonds has them all. Bonds has the home runs. But I'm saying as far fighting. as like World Series titles, the, the yeah. team achievements. My, my point is this. But that's if not you, what gets the guy in the Hall of Fame, right? No, you're right. But if you took that same rationale that people have with Bonds, well, he cheated. He shouldn't get in. Then apply it to Tom Brady. Then Tom Brady's not a Hall of Famer. Because th- that's how. And Bill Belichick's not a Hall of Famer. Exactly. And guys on those teams on the defense and Adam Van is not a Hall of Famer. 
if you take that baseball writer mindset, that's basically what you're saying. Oh, you fucked up once or you got caught or whatever, but not for David Ortiz for some reason. Nice guy, though. Like they're doing the same thing. Really to A-Rod. You see the thing? Smoke the cigars. He's big poppy. Come yeah. On. Right. They're doing that with A-Rod right now, too. Because obviously he was caught and he tested positive. Like, like this is where the eye test, it's right there. But fuck the eye test. You guys missed, you missed your opportunity to play God with the PED scandal. You missed your opportunity across sports to play God with the, uh, you know, with how people act off the field. You missed your, you missed your opportunity when rapists and murderers and, you know, fucking cheaters and whatever's are in. And now we're just at the point where you guys decide which rules are okay, which moral clauses you fucking like and which you don't. And that's where it becomes just a total sham. Yeah. It is. I don't know what else we can say because we do this every year. Obviously, we went on a long rant about it, but we can sue Major League Baseball. And we can certainly. What we should do is we should storm the Capitol, except we should storm the Major League Baseball offices. And we just start shitting on desks until I'm made commissioner. We take it by force. Are we going to Cooperstown? I'll fix baseball in three fucking years. Are we going to Cooperstown or are we going to? No, we're going to to the Major League Baseball offices in New York City. New York City's not even punishing people for crimes that aren't violent anymore. Let's go shit on some desks. It'd be kind of fun to do. I don't know if that makes me a sick individual. I'll fix baseball. I mean, I'm talking about in three years, baseball will be thriving, let alone I'll fix it in the first two years. What what are some of the things you're doing? Well, first of all, we'll fix the fucking Hall of Fame. We'll fix the cost of games. We'll fix the we'll fix all the goddamn. um, I mean, we're, we're talking about baseball right now. I'll fix the labor issues. We don't have baseball. Imagine doing this. Hall of Fame nonsense in a year where we're, we might not even play baseball. Yeah, I know. But like I said, no one cares. Literally no one cares. No one cares. The NFL, the NBA is that like no one cares. No one gives a shit. You, you have a few cities. Uh, I'll read this for you. I'm not going to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to sell this guy out. He didn't say whether I should say this or, I shouldn't, so I'm not going to sell this guy out. But I got a DM today. Hey, Joe, I might have some good insider info about baseball season. I'll leave out. Uh, don't worry. I will leave out the parts. Uh, I currently work at a sports performance facility. I won't say where. I won't say the players that work out there. But numerous guys work out here. Dudes are starting to lose confidence in the season, from what I understand. Owners are beyond being beyond shitty. And there's things that both sides can't agree on. One big thing is the playoffs. Owners want 14 teams. I think we saw in football how fucking stupid that is. And to disregard AL and NL and just pick a line down the middle of the country and split the playoff teams between East and West. That's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. This came from the guy who there, I'll keep my ear low to the ground 
but the guy's attitudes aren't great right now. February 1st seems to be a deadline to get things done, but again, not looking great according to the guys. Now, I've had a couple of inside sources in my mentions over the years. I knew about the Lindor trade like two days before it happened from a fucking Cleveland dirtball. I trust some of these things. I bet, you know, the names he listed, the place he listed seems fucking legit. Was his name Robert Latow from Black Sports Online? No. no. Yeah, there was nothing about sex and pics and vids. Look, I want to go to some ball games, but like I said, I, 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 you know, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to affect my summer, right? I, 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 I mean, they, they are just at such a shitty spot right now, and there's just, there's zero innovation. There's just none with the league. Like say what you want about some of the other leagues, they they have grown exponentially. They have done things that have been brilliant. Baseball just hasn't. It's stuck in 1988. When we discuss the Hall of Fame, the only segue is to discuss the Hall of Fame beer. I, I think that's how we do it, right, Joe? You're wearing a Miller Lite shirt. We talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Miller Lite is the Hall of Fame of light beers. It's the original. It's the OG. It got it all started in 1975, and it's still the best light beer. Miller Lite's the Barry Bonds of beers without any cheating scandals whatsoever. Just an innovator. It was. The greatest to ever do it. Statistically, looks good doing it, feels good doing it, tastes great, less filling. It's incredible. You could say it hits different than other beers. Absolutely. Right. You see what I did there? Oh, yeah. That was very punny of me, wasn't it? Guys, Miller Lite is the. <laughs> you, you, you let that one sink in? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm trying here. It's, it's a late night. Miller Lite since 1975 has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just the beer for people who like beer. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. All right, we did our annual baseball is run by morons. And I apologize for all of you guys who have heard me say all those things a million times. It's almost like a tradition now at this point. It is. It's a yearly tradition. Of we just go off. Oh, one more side baseball note. Yeah. Another another great baseball idea, which I was like, what? The Rays are not going to split time between Montreal and Tampa Bay. Because uh, that made sense to me, right? Anyway, moving right along. I'll tell you who will be splitting time between here and Canada. Me this weekend. Yeah, you're going to be there? 
I'll be in Vancouver for four, four nights of shows at the House of Comedy PC. Now, are they going to pay you in Canadian or are they going to pay you in American? Oh, that's a great question. What's what's uh, what's worth more these days? Has, has the Canadian dollar ever been worth more than the American dollar? I don't know. We're not uh, in a good place. We're not in a good place lately. Yeah, I don't know with inflation, man. What if they paid you in maple syrup? Um, I'd probably be okay with that, provided they could get it home. Uh, Canadian dollar equals 0.79 U.S. dollars. That's a great question. Uh, my my fee for the weekend is you know acceptable, but if only it's in American money. I gotcha. So I hope I hope I'm getting paid in American dollars. What did my nephew tell me the other day? He said that if uh, they don't, pay, if they're not paying me in American dollars, I need them to make up the difference in John Olerud cards and ooh. Uh, and maple syrup. I think you should wear a John Olerud Blue Jays helmet while you tell jokes. Well, I'm gonna need Michael Majid's. Did he ever visit the Sky Dome? Because <laughs> I'm gonna need his nachos. I think he. You know, it's funny you said. I think he left another review that I forgot about. Somewhere along the lines. We'll, we'll get to that one of these days. Yeah. You got to figure that out. My nephew told me the other day, what did he say? They just did some field trip and he was talking about maple syrup and maple trees. And he's like, guess how many, guess how many gallons of maple syrup it takes like, like raw for them to make one bottle of syrup. Hopefully I'm quoting him correctly. He is 10. Guess how many gallons? Uh, 40. You looked that up? Literally no. 40 is what he told me. <laughs> I didn't look that up. Are you are you wiretapping the house? No, it's just it's just I was like, it's not gonna be 800. It's not gonna be like five, because that's not that interesting. So I went 40. That's a lot though. 40 gallons just to make one thing of maple syrup. These are the things I learn when I pick kids up from school, man. I'm also learning kids. Not that many kids are swearing nowadays. That kind of disappointed me a little. Yeah. Not surprised by that at all. I was like, who? I was like, do kids swear? And he's like, so-and-so says shit a couple of times. I'm thinking fourth grade. I got the recess. I was just dropping F-bombs left and right, man. You know what else I thought of? Side note. I know we have a lot of sports. I have to bring this up to you because I don't know why I thought of this and I couldn't stop laughing. I know you'll relate to this. When I used to pet sit, I'd pet sit for neighbors on the street, right? When I was like, I don't know, probably from like 11 through high school. Dude, when they would go out of town, I would tear their houses apart looking for porn. Like, dude, it was Wait, like, what? Dude, dude, I would, and I was thinking about this, like, what was wrong with me? Like, once I first saw my ever, my first ever pornographic magazine, which was probably like the fifth grade, I would literally, if I had someone's house for a week and I was walking their dogs, I'd be over there. I'd go in every bedroom, every closet, every door. I just, it was, it was like a police search for a dead body that I was looking for. Was there any evidence whatsoever that these people might have porn or keep no, porn? None, none. I just went with the hunch. They got to have porn. And I, dude, I, how much, how much older is your oldest brother than you? Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. So like, dude, I mean, couldn't you just been like, bro, like you're eight years old when your brother is like basically old enough to get a fucking playboy or whatever. Why didn't you just be like, yo, 
I need a fucking Playboy, my man. No, no, no. no. So my friends' dads would have it. That's what I'm saying. So like, right. I pro- I probably looked at. It was probably like the fifth grade when I saw my first porno magazine, like like hardcore stuff, right? But my point is, if John was eight years older than me, I would have like I would have been just like I've just been swimming in porn at like nine years old. So you figure my options would have been my oldest brother would be gone in college. Let's say I'm 12. And Brad's at West Point. I mean, my brother, Greg, above me three years. But I'm just saying that the, the point is I would literally I, I started thinking of this one house. Dude, I went like through every room. And I remember I was excited because I found old Kathy Ireland Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues. Okay. Like, like that's the best I got. This this was just like a like a normal family, right? It was like a she was in real estate and he was a lawyer. And I, again, I don't know why I thought they'd have porn, but like I think about that today for some reason out of nowhere. I was like, dude, I literally destroyed. I took everything apart and put it back together to just see if I could find any pornography. Did did uh did the pet sitter rebuild the transmission on my car? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I thought there might be porn in there. They're like, how did that even work? He's 12. He's 12. How do you figure out how to do that? Uh, what a little, little savage, horny little fuck I was. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, I don't know why I thought of that. I just want to share. I figured, figured the, the dirt balls, the younger dirt balls don't realize how good they have it. They can just pull up their phone or, you know, hop on the Internet. No. Dude, it was like a quest back in the day. Anyway, James Harden is not enjoying living in Brooklyn, Joe. Did you see that? I did. I don't know what to make of it at this point. Like, is that a real story? Is that is that clickbait? Is he, you know, there? I think there are Vegas favors to win the East, right? Right now? Yeah. Let's see here. Hop on the old fan duel. And by, and by the way, whatever, you know, I'll tell you one thing. James Harden's favorite for uh, famous for like he has his jersey hung in a Houston strip club. He There's, does. I didn't know about that. Yeah. They are the Brooke, favorites. Correct. Brooklyn's not the kind of place you're getting a lot of strip club action. New York's a bad town for strip clubs if you're an NBA guy. So, you know, I, listen, I don't know anything about what James Harden's like as a person. The beard would make you think he'd be fucking thriving in Brooklyn and uh, that he would take some of his contract and put, you know, spend it on an ice cream shop where you ride a fixed wheel bicycle and you churn your own ice cream. Like his beard tells me that, but. New York ain't for everybody. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I think he has problems with Kyrie. Again, this is a very vague report. Right. I And I saw that. And it's like, yeah. Is this legit or is this just some... Like, where's James Harden from? He's from California, right? Yeah, he's from L.A. It's weird. Well, you know, L.A., then he went to Arizona State. 
Yeah, I but think know. a guy from LA would be fine in New York. You would think that. Where do you think he'd go? Score is score still the like? Is that the main strip club in in New York? Probably. I don't really know. I haven't like, been. What are the best strip club long. cities? Like like Miami. Well, dude, the dude lived in Houston, like Texas, Atlanta. Florida, Vegas. I couldn't tell last time I was in a strip club. Yeah. I I do. I can't imagine. COVID just must have destroyed that industry. Or maybe it bounced back. I mean, again, Texas, Florida, Atlanta, a lot of places don't give a fuck about COVID either. Yeah. I don't think James Harden gives a shit if the girl's wearing a mask. That's for sure. I kind of want to go to a strip club right now. Can we just end the show? You were just, you were just searching your neighbor's homes for porn. (laughs) That seems right. Ah, uh, that's too much. All right. Well, there's tons of NFL news that we should probably get through. Oh, before we do that briefly. Yeah. Just want to say, I know no one cares, but I just want to say quick college basketball update. Uh, the Louisville Cardinals have fired former Xavier coach, Chris Mack. And I love it. Remember how angry I was that episode with you and yeah. Andy Lazarus? Super angry. So uh, it's not always easier, is it? Is it when you go to the elite programs? Every coach that leaves Xavier gets fired. Sean Miller goes to Arizona, gets fired. Chris Mack, Pete Gillen. Now, why would they fire this guy right now? They just started poorly this year? Yeah, there was other stuff going on too. But, I mean, this is his fourth year. Yeah. He's just not winning enough games. The irony is I, I went to my high school – I went to a basketball game last night. He went to my high school too. I don't know if you knew that. Chris Mack went to my high yes, school. No, I remember. We remember. And there was like, there's some plaque for him. I guess he paid the money for the locker rooms. And I was laughing because I saw the report last night and I see that. Old Chris Mack, old Benedict Arnold. Come crawling back to Cincy, aren't you? He was fired. He was wearing a Bengals hat. The, the picture they got of him he's, as he's leaving, he's wearing a Bengals hat. Oh, now you now you want like, back. To he's like, can I get a who day? They're like, you can get uh, the fuck out of here. <laughs> you don't work here anymore. Randy Ruther. Randy Ruther. <laughs> we have tons of NFL news. Great. Sean Payton is leaving the Saints show. Surprise, surprise. Are you surprised? No, not at all. Didn't I say last episode that I wasn't surprised? I saw something. Uh, did you see this? How dare Sean Payton be responsible for those Taysom Hill deals and then leave? That's pretty wild. I mean, I know he's not the GM, but like you got to be talking. You're, you're definitely getting the approval of your coach sure. before you. Sign an H back to twenty million dollar deal. Also, by the way, does this remember my theory that he was getting kickbacks from Taysom Hill? I think this actually helps your theory. Yeah, he's like, what do I need a coach for? I get five million a year just for Taysom Hill's deal. Yeah, I can I can sit out a couple of years, get my option Wildcat QB money, figure out my next move. 
see where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. So did you see this tweet about Sean Payton and what he no. said as far as the Green Bay job? No. Oh, yeah, that they hired Mike McCarthy and he like threw his phone or something like that. Yeah, so Sean Payton says he interviewed with the with the Packers for their head coach job in 2006 and then went to New Orleans for that interview. The only thing he thought about was the Green Bay job. He threw his phone when he found out Mike McCarthy got the job. He said it was the best thing that happened to me. Dude, imagine if Rodgers had Sean Payton, though. I think yeah. he's got more Super Bowls. Yeah, I think he probably does. I'm not the world's biggest Sean Payton stan. So Remember, Sean, have- Sean Payton's got one, too. True. So we have a call from a dirt ball. Do you remember Hoshue? Oh yeah, Hoshue. New Orleans. Yeah. Saints fans. He, he he tailgated with we went to that Saints Rams game with yep. Shaboring's family. Yep. He called. He, he's looking for a team now. He's he's already out. He's out on the Saints. Yeah, I'm gonna play the call. I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick. I'm gonna play the call. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh this is uh Mexican dirt ball, Chisui, here in LA. Chisui. Um, not sure if you guys remember me. Uh, I'm the, uh, Saints fan who well, became a Saints fan while being in New Orleans and having some fun with, uh, with some prostitutes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, now that Sean Payton's gone, Drew Brees, been a year now since he left, he retired. Um, I'm not, how can I say this? Um, I, I, I just don't feel, like I should continue with this uh, Saints fandom, you know. I'm from LA. Um, back then, there was no teams in LA. Now we have two, and I, I want to make the switch back to a an LA team, uh, not the Rams, but the Chargers. You know, wow. that's just rather Chargers. They have a better, they have a more cool buy, you know, uh, than annoying Rams. Anyways, what's your thoughts on that? I know that Joe Prano has said in the past that he's thinking of making that switch. Andy has made so many switches. I just want to know, is there like an unwritten rule for this? I'm going back and forth on this. I'm getting a lot of, a lot of uh, condemnation or even talking about that from friends. So I just want to know your thoughts. Uh, how can I just make the switch uh, to a real LA team? Well, you know, in parentheses, a real LA team, but a, a, a LA-based team rather than ripping a city that the only thing I have in common with is uh, with sleeping with prostitutes. <laughs> Let me know, guys. And we miss you here in LA, Andy. Hope to see you guys soon. Dude, dude this is the most dirtball ever. Fandom. I mean, yeah, two sleeping with prostitutes drops in that call. So the reason, and I remember this, the reason he became a Saints fan was from the hookers in New Orleans. Which, listen, <laughs> this it's a better reason than most. Oh, so I mean, uh, I mean Matty Goldberg is a Tampa Bay Bucks fan because he has a crush on their quarterback who used to be the quarterback of his team. That is a worse reason than <laughs> I had fun with lots of prostitutes. I love that he's owning it for the record. Like, <laughs> yeah. Two drops, like you said, in the call. He's like, you know, I, I mean, I think the thing is he wants to make a switch to an L.A. team and he wants to go Chargers. Chargers aren't even the playoffs this year. Other L.A. team is in the NFC championship game favored to go to the Super Bowl. 
favored to play in the LA-based Super Bowl. So I think that says everything you need to know. Jump on the Chargers now. Make the move now while they're not a playoff team. Dive in. But like, be like, yo, to all my friends who are giving me shit, I want to be able to go to four football games a year. My favorite team. I live in LA. And I don't want to be a bandwagon Rams fan. So I'm going to be a Chargers fan. Who's got the better hookers? The Chargers or the Rams? This could be a huge decision for Hoshway. Now they both play at the same stadium, obviously. So I don't yeah. I don't know how we're going to base this. You Maybe know. where their practice facilities are, or uh I don't know. Dude, I think this might be the wildest story of fandom. Everybody's like, yo, my dad was a so-and-so fan, or my grandpa, you know, used to be a reporter. Dude, he's gonna be like my favorite one ever is Brett Ernst, the Cowboys fan. You know his story, right? It's amazing because I put him to it one time. I'm like, you're from Florida and Jersey. The fuck are you doing a Cowboys fan? I was like, it offends me to my core. Like, why don't you be a fucking Dolphins fan or a Giants fan? And he was like, oh, I didn't tell you. And I was like, no. And he's like, when I was a kid, my dad was like psychotically rooting for the Cowboys. And I was just like, oh, we're a Cowboys fans. So then I was fucking psychotically rooting for the Cowboys. And then my dad, like years later, catches me like fucking cheering on the Cowboys. And he's like, why are you fucking cheering for the Cowboys? He's like, because you're a Cowboys fan. So I'm a Cowboys fan. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's gambling. And, yeah. And Brett's like, when you were fucking, you don't remember this game where you were like crazy excited. He's like, yeah, I bet like 30K on the game. And Brett's like, Jesus Christ. And poor Brett. Poor Brad. I mean, he's a little older than us, so he has those early Super Bowls. But Jesus, he's twenty-five years deep and not being in an NFC Championship game. Oh, because his dad had money on the Cowboys game. Yeah, so he's got to go around wearing green, rooting for a team that wears green pants. I still like Hoshways. Yeah, some hooker rimmed his asshole, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Saints, here it is, baby." That's old school, dirty sports, right there. Yeah. Hoshway. Although the I think Rams pronounced it Jazwi or something like that to open the fucking show. What's that? To open his call. He was like, it's Jazwi. I was like, we're calling you Hoshway. I thought he said Hoshway. He didn't say Hoshway? No. He didn't? Let me play this again. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is. Uh... Mexican dirt ball, just sweet. Just sweet. Talk about me just completely appropriating the fucking Spanish language. I wasn't even anywhere close. No, just sweet. <laughs> Sounds French. Did he change his name too to be a Saints fan? <laughs> yeah, Did yeah. he adopt the French word for it? Yeah. He's like, when I was in New Orleans, I was just sweet. Now that I'm back in LA, I'm Josue, Josue. <laughs> you see the thing about the Rams tickets? I did. Now there's been some ups and downs on this, right? Like they first they said they were going to block people, and now they're not blocking people. Is that what happened? Yeah. So well, it, it did happen. You couldn't buy tickets if you weren't in the LA area. Okay. And then they rescinded that. But they're saying they were seeing that because the tickets were sold out. Okay. 
So that's what people were saying. They're like, well, you were sending it, like, but people couldn't buy tickets. But everything I'm reading, I think I think Rams fans are still selling them. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's that's gonna be a problem if it if it's like 50-50. Oh, it's gonna be a problem. Um, I mean, and, and I was just talking about this yesterday. The thing is, like, I was talking about it with a Packers fan. I'm a Giants fan. Giants, Packers. I mean, Packers are like, you know, owned by their season ticket holders. Giants fans, we have we have a 20-year wait limit on our 20-year waiting list for tickets, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is the Rams are good. The Rams have been good for a few years. The Rams have a new stadium. They're in the NFC Championship game. They're favored to go to the Super Bowl. You don't want your fucking visitors having tickets. Buy season tickets. If you're out there a Rams fan going to games, just one here, one there, willy-nilly, don't complain about Niners fans being there. Nut up or shut up. Buy yourself some season tickets. Well, I mean, they just don't have the fandom. I, I know they have been good since McVay got there, but they've only been there since 2016. I mean, we know there's 80,000 people that call themselves Rams fans in L.A. We know that for a fact. Sure. So my point is, buy the tickets. Yeah. Did you see this clip from Jamar Chase about I didn't see the clip, but I saw the story. It's pretty funny. I got. I got. I, I noticed that trait. I want to play this. So Les Miles, because I know how much you can't stand Les Miles. Les Miles told Jamar Chase that he couldn't play wide receiver. It's just forty-two seconds. When did you first notice that trait in yourself, Jamar? That if someone told you you couldn't do something, I don't know if you have a story or anything where you noticed that happened and it fired you up. Yeah, I don't know if I have a story either, going back that far. Um, it's just been always, I can tell you honestly, one of, one of my best stories ever. Les Miles told me I couldn't play receiver uh, when I was coming out of high school. Um, so, you know, that was something I had on my shoulders growing up. Les Miles told me uh, he thought I could play cornerback. Um, I wasn't really in full position at receiver yet. So, you know, I just kept working in my craft uh, off season, waking up early in the mornings to work out. Um, I just kept focused. That's an all-time funny one, right it's there. All-time Les Miles. I mean, and Les Miles' resume of horrible coaching decisions is pretty long, but that's got to be up there, right? Yeah. We should hop into these games, Joe. I'm ready. You excited? I'm fucking super excited. I think. All Super Bowl possibilities have some fun elements. I think both of these games have some great elements. I think, I mean, also we're coming off an epic weekend of games. Yeah. And Andy, here's the thing. Going back, just to like kind of reiterate what I said, um, I know the matchups might have been different or whatever, but like we obviously got four exceptional football games last weekend. The seven seeds didn't factor into the at all. The seven seeds made for two terrible football games the first weekend. Fucking seven teams is too many. 
Yeah. Yeah, it should be it should be a great uh a great weekend. And uh even more reason to celebrate is this great offer going on at FanDuel. We'll be looking at the spreads via FanDuel and I'm actually going to give you guys also the projections, which I think will be fun for the Super Bowl. And, and I'll go through those lines as well. So the NFL Conference Championships are obviously here to celebrate. FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up. They're doing this again with 30 to 1 enhanced odds for either conference championship. So bet $5 to win $150 on any team to win either conference championship game. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the NFL playoffs and on America's number one sports book. It's simple and easy to use app with generous promotions every day. It's safe and secure. They have great customer service. And when you win, FanDuel will pay your winnings in as little as two hours. And some of you guys are saying, well, what if I already have it? Well, if you already have FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel is hooking up all customers with up to $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. So don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet when you use promo code DIRTY when signing up. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code DIRTY, and pick your conference championship. Pick your conference championship team, I'm sorry, before kickoff. Must be 21 over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 deposit required. Must wait your designated offer market. Max bonus of $150. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit in 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG or forward slash CO or forward slash IA or forward slash MI or forward slash NJ or forward slash PA or forward slash IA or forward slash VA. 1-800 next step or text next step to 53342 pg.org for chat that's in connecticut 1-800-9 with it for indiana tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 again tennessee or visit www.1800gambler.net for virginia okay let's get to it two different spreads let's start off with the first game the Bengals at the chiefs oh here we go again with me spread hasn't really moved still at seven it's a high spread. I don't even want to pick this game, to be honest. I mean, listen, we don't have a pick them thing for the league, but just like tell me what you think about this game. I like the matchup for the Bengals. Now, they beat them earlier, just a few weeks ago. I mean, they the Bengals team is different. They also, yeah, they're different. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've said that. I've said that. The quarterback's different. So this is my thought process in this game. I mean, let me ask you something, because who gives a shit about the spreads? We're, again, we're not picking like whatever. I mean, we'll talk about it, but what percent chance do you give the Bengals of winning this game? If they played this game 10 times, how many of the Bengals win? I'd say 40 to 45. Wow. If you play, if you played the game 10 times, you think the Bengals win four? Yeah. Wow. You like the Bengals more than I do. I do. I, I think this is a good matchup for them. Now, KC was killing them. And the Bengals just made a, a huge second half comeback. 
But I think KC's secondary is weak. It, dude, it all comes back to Burrow. It just all comes back to getting to Burrow. They're not going to get to him the way Tennessee did. They're no, not going to no. sack him nine times. No. He won that game. Yeah. The thing about Kansas City is they just have so much speed. This, this is where the moment has not been too big for the Bengals so far. This is where I say, and I'm not just talking about the players. I'm not the coaching. I'm talking about everything. I don't know. I I, I want to say it's a close game. I'm leaning towards, I, I think that seven-point spread is very large. And I keep saying, why is it so large? Why? The Bengals beat them. I know it was in Cincinnati, but they beat them. And I know the playoffs are different. But why is it so large? To me, that's a large spread. A touchdown? But also, this could be a game where I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals lose by 20. Because, you know, like I'd be shocked if the Bengals lose by 20. And I'd be shocked if they win the game. Which is why I kind of think seven points is the right in the right area. Um, I think you'd have a harder time getting me if, if it was six and a half. I'd be like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Because I'm like, is that? But like seven now. You're now I'm like, oh. So here, here's what I think about this game. I think the Chiefs win this game. I think the Chiefs win this game eight out of ten times if they play it. Eight out of ten. But what I'll say and what I said to you last week about prior to the chief prior to the last weekend's game. If the Bengals make it to the AFC championship game and they play a good game, have a fucking parade, dude, you're on your way. And that's what I'd like to see from the Bengals game. I'd like it. Here's the thing. I'm not sure if the Bengals cover, I actually I, I, like, I might tease this game down. I might take a money line. I might, I might throw the chiefs in a money line parlay. I might, whatever, but I'm not going to bet this game alone straight up because I think seven is in the right realm. But here's the thing. I'd like to see the Bengals play a legit four-point game instead of a backdoor four-point game because I think seven is the right. I think the Chiefs win, and I think the Chiefs win by six or seven in that realm, and I think it's whatever. But I'd like to see the Bengals have a chance to come down and tie this game toward the end as opposed to scoring with, you know, 50 seconds left to go on the clock and making it seven or making it six and then having to get an onside kick and a touchdown to make it a game. That's, I think, is the, to me, is the difference between them, like, showing up. Because I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. As a guy who's, like, semi-rooting for the Bengals, I mean, it's like, I won't be rooting against the Bengals in this game. But for a guy who's like semi rooting for them, certainly rooting for that for Joe Burrow and and Jamar Chase and all the people involved, like I'd like to see them give the Chiefs a game, win or now, lose. Now the Chiefs blew and I out. Think they, I think they can. They blew out the Bills last year in the in the conference championship. If you remember, it was just a straight blowout, right? And, and I think like I see similarities with the Bengals and Bills team as far as like. You know, the Bills were there, like they got there, which was a huge get. And then we see this year, right? Like they're right there with the Chiefs as far as they're, they're pretty similar at this point, as far as the level of how overall team performance. And that's why I said I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be shocked if I was like, oh, 
the Chiefs win easily by 14 points because the Bengals aren't ready for the moment yet. I do have a little rug nug on, on Burrow because I was curious on the sack situation. So Burrow, including these two playoff games, has played 28 games in the NFL because he missed six because of the knee injury. So I, I just put the first 30 games. Through the first 30 games, he's the third most sacked all the time. Like, it's that bad. I think I, I just want to put in perspective. I keep telling people, you got to help this guy or it's not going to last. I, I'll be curious. See if you can guess what all-time NFL history through the first 30 games, what two QBs were sacked more than Bur- Burrow's been sacked 94 times. Derek Carr. It actually isn't. Wow, because he didn't make it that far. Um. Okay. You're not going to get these. No way you get these. I was shocked at both these. The, the one didn't shock me. The second one did. I'll give you a hint. It's 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 nobody who's like, it's not like a Hall of Fame or anybody like right, big. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you got to be good enough to have lasted. Both these a, guys, yeah, started like 30 games. A, yeah. So basically started their first two years. Or, or it's their first 30 games starting. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You give them to me. Number one is Blake Bortles. Okay. Number two is Jake Plummer. Wow. Jake Plummer is surprising. He's very yeah. mobile. But that was the surprising one for me. And, and, but he's also on the fucking Cardinals. I loved young Jake Plummer. I loved every era of Jake Plummer, to be totally honest with you. Jake the Snake. What do you think he's doing nowadays? Playing professional handball. And smoking weed. Yeah. So I, I think the char are chargers, geez. I think the Chiefs win. But I but who knows? I, I want to be on record saying I'm not going to be shocked if the Bengals win. I, I don't I do not want them making the Super Bowl for my thousand dollar bet. That's what I don't want. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Bengals could cover. I could see it being six, see it being five. What I want from this Bengals team is this to be a game. Have have a minute, have two minutes chance to drive where you stop, where, where you're down six. Or give the ball back to the Chiefs down six, and they just do what they need to do to shut you down. If you lose by six or you lose by eight or you lose right, right around that number, don't come in with some fucking 35 seconds left to go touchdown from to cut it from 15 to seven when you go to for two and blah, blah, blah. Like fucking make it a game. Will your opinion change if the Bengals like lose pretty easily? Will my opinion change about what? Then moving forward. No, I mean, what, what what will change is I think they have an ch- opportunity to prove to me with a good game here that they're ready to fucking make a, a gigantic leap that they're going to be like to me, if they play this game close, they're going to be in the mix for the next 10 years or as long as Burrow and blah, blah, as long as they have but, shit. But why, why would see it wouldn't change for me if they play close or not. Like, like if they lose by 21, I'm not going to say, Oh, they're not. They're, they're gonna, dude. If Bur, if they have Burrow, they're gonna be in the mix, dude. They, I mean, listen. I like this Bengals team, but they got a nice, easy run to this point so far. 
you know, like it was, it was a great game, but like so far the matchups have been everything they wanted. Sure. Well, you know, we kind of think the Bills would have been favored versus them. The the Chiefs would have been favored versus them. They well, didn't the, have to face either one of them. Well, they were the, the look ahead. Yeah, it was. My both, point is, my point is, is the two two teams that we think that. I mean, do you think the Bills are better than the Bengals? Yes. So they avoided two teams that we both think are better than them. So, you know, playing, uh, playing. Being the third best team in the AFC, the the, the legit third best team in the AFC, it's a huge leap for the Bengals. But being a Super Bowl contender out of the AFC is you better be able to play with those two teams. But they already beat one of them. You're talking playoffs. But we're talking about in the playoffs. It's we're not the Chiefs didn't cruise to this point, and the Bengals won a bunch of games, and now the Chiefs cruise by them. The Chiefs got a fucking Chiefs had to score a touchdown. Chiefs had to score points with 13 seconds to go on the clock and the ball. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that doesn't mean two years from now they don't get there, but I'm saying. They they play a close game. They play it. They play it within a touchdown. A legit within a touchdown. The whole game. They're they're right there with them. Then I'm like, well, these are the teams. These are the AFC teams because Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere, and Josh Allen's not going anywhere, and Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. I read an interesting article about Burrow saying like he might be the last, even though he is mobile, and He's very athletic, but they're saying like he might be the last of like that type of quarterback. Because I mean, you know, Mahomes, the Josh Allen's, even the Herberts, like these guys have just straight up like they're like they can really move out the pocket. Burrow still wants to stay in the pocket, which I I thought was an interesting read. Which honestly, they he won't deal with the pass rush that he dealt with last week but i think the thing that gives them an opportunity to win this game is pass rush pass rush is going to be a little worse and if you level up dude you got to learn something from that last week too nine sacks to get rid of the ball bro get rid of the fucking ball combo of those two a little less pass rush suspect secondary getting rid of the ball i mean they could shock the world yeah I mean, the Andy Ruther curse is, is live with that. Actually, let me let me play a call about that. If the Bengals, this is for if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, what I should have to do. JT from Jersey, quick one here. No, I'm not. Sorry, JT from Jersey. JT from, I'm messing this up. Okay. Where is it? I just heard it today. Okay. Yeah. Fat Jason Kid. Hey Jim, Andy, it's Fat Jason Kid. Um, given that Andy has been so adamant that the that the Bengals will never win a Super Bowl and not even a playoff game with Mike Brown, would it be unreasonable to say that if the Bengals do win the Super Bowl this year, that Andy should have to wear the L trade until I don't know, like at least the NFL draft only on episodes, but just have to every episode start by putting on the L chain? Uh, yeah. uh, condoms are for Joe Bartnick. Bartnick. Man, Bartnick just catching bullets. 
I mean, we have a couple, we have a couple of, uh, we have a couple of things here that should be like long-term, like, and I, I like his sentiment just on the show, but like if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I don't know if the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you gotta wear the L chain for it. If Odell Beckham's like Super Bowl MVP, I'm gonna demand that shit is on for a while. Look, if the, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I, I'll wear it to start every show until the draft. That's fine with me. I mean, that's the, the whole point of getting the L chain. Yeah. Was to shame. And and I can wear the Scarlet Letter. I mean. It's 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 truly like, dude. We talk about the Ruther curse, man. And and you know, you put it out there. You're like, there's not five. I did the lightest, lightest, lightest amount of fucking. Oh no, there is Ruther cursing. I mean, you the the Nationals World Series. I mean, you ruined my life. You said there's zero percent chance of them coming back in that series. They immediately won every single game. Ran it off. You killed Kobe Bryant with facts only. You got the Bengals to play the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, winning road games. That was the big one we got. Let me push play it real quick. Hello, guys. This is Bo Ruffner. I am a new dirt ball, and uh, I know I haven't called in yet, but I've really wanted to. And one of the things I wanted to talk about was with the Ruther curse that you guys discussed last week. And it came up that Kobe Bryant had died two years ago from today. And I think that that might be the worst Ruther curse. Like, how do you completely destroy a guy and all of a sudden he would he just ends up dying the next day? And granted, I'm not a Kobe fan either or nothing, but that one's got to be up there for sure. I mean, that's just, that's just a tragedy. I mean, I mean, I'm not Kobe Bryant fans, but that was a tragedy. I mean, they put up a statue at the site. I saw today. I saw I I waited to remind people. Nick and I did that video and we sat on it. And the whole point was we were going to wait to drop it until LeBron passed him in points. Yeah. And then we released it that night that LeBron passed him. And he died tragically the next day. I mean, I'm not saying the Ruther curse is real, but wow, it, it, it got really dark for that. Anyway, let's get back to some happier thoughts. Let's talk Niners Rams. Closer spread. The Rams are three and a half point favorites. This line also hasn't moved. I like the Rams, dude. I just think beating a team three times is tough. I know it'll be mostly a Niners home game. I think that they, you know, the Niners really uh, took advantage of some, you know, weather and playing a game. It was just like, let's play rough and tumble. This will be inside against a team that's kind of peaking. I like the Rams to win this game. I like the Rams to cover. I mean, Odell's okay. got the Super Bowl, dog. Matthew Stafford, my Matthew Stafford. I've, 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 div- I've dove back in to the. I'm coming in. You're not gonna like this. Ruth, speaking of Ruth or Curse, Rams win by 13. I don't like it, Ruth or Curse, Bob. But, I, but, I, but I think you're right. Like, I think, I think this is gonna be a, a Rams 
far. I mean, I, like I said, I dove back into the YouTube. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but you're like, there are people just absolutely just being like this fucking guy with that beard and the backwards hat is fucking retarded hard R's being thrown at me on YouTube. When I said, when we did Russell Wilson top five and I was like, I, I love that. We're just not even going to talk about Matthew Stafford. People were like, this guy should kill himself and stop talking sports. I mean, Matthew Stafford, I like how he's playing. It's a home game. I mean, look, hold, but hold on. He look, I I agree. He's played well. I, I'm the one who said, let's just get rid of all this Matthew Stafford talk. He's played well. He's won two games. You don't want to choke this one away, though. You're the favorite. You're at home. Absolutely. And I don't think they do. And then the Super Bowl is a different story, but you get to the Super Bowl, you've proven everything you have to prove. That's winning Super Bowls is hard. Get you know, get there. Yeah. No, I agree. I, like I said, I had I had Rams Chiefs as my preseason pick. I'm on Rams Chiefs to this day. Let's go. Well, I think the Rams win. And I like I said, I think they win by like 13. I think they they handle their business like they should. You're alluding to the Super Bowl, and I'm looking at the potential Super Bowl matchups. Here's what's wild. All of the potential matchups right now, as I look at on FanDuel, they're all like very evenly matched. So according to the odds, terms makers, of odds of it happening. No, as far as like all these spreads are pretty close. Okay. So right now, we'll just go through them. If it's Rams against Chiefs, Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. If it's Niners against Chiefs, Chiefs are three point favorites. Wow. If it's Rams against Bengals, Rams are three and a half point favorites. And if it's Niners against Bengals, Niners are two and a half point favorites. So the point is every potential matchup is only at a three and a half point spread. Which is crazy when you consider that it's Ram, it's Bengals seven points against the Chiefs. And, And that's exactly what i was thinking i was thinking it's 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 wild to think it's seven for Bengals chiefs but Bengals rams in la is three and a half that's why i kept saying i don't get the seven points yeah i think it's an arrowhead and it's not at the super bowl and it's not a neutral site and it's not you know, games that start slow and it's not halftime show and it's not two weeks to prepare and it's not. Yeah. I don't know, but I think it shows we got potential for good matchups. Again, I just don't want the Niners. I don't want that type of football. Not that it's bad. Like they're, they're fine to watch, but they're not the most exciting team. Yeah. All right. Looks like we're kind of in unison this week. I already know what's going to happen. The Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. I know, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be Odell versus the Bengals in the Super Bowl. The Ruther Kurtz is unfucking defeated. Kobe, they're going to have a Kobe Bryant uh, hologram rapping with Dr. Dre. What are they going to do for that, by the way? How, how are they going to like, like there's nothing worse than edited out rap. Yeah. That's what they're, that's what they're going to do. They're going to, you know, really? Yeah. They're going to all sing it like their radio edits. I mean, which is insane. Like 
You know, do you know that A B C D E F U song that's ridiculous that's out all over the place? Like I was listening to the radio. I never listen to the radio. I'm an Uber. It was A B C D E forget you. I'm like, you can't even say F U. That's stupid. Yeah. I can't do radio. Well, we know I know who will not be showing up because I sent you guys video of it the other day. This is where the this is where the the line is for West Coast rappers. Everybody above Warren G will make an appearance. Warren G made an appearance at the Monday night playoff opener. Warren G and fucking what's his name? Jordan, uh, Montel Jordan performed. Oh, well, Montel Jordan. Yeah. We had a little regulators mount up at SoFi. That song was hot, man. Yeah. Still a jam. Yeah. So he is Dr. Dre's cousin or half-brother? I don't know. I think Warren G's Dre's uh, cousin or half-brother. Okay. Something along those lines. They got a you're big... Not, you're not just saying this because you heard him say, what up, cuz, sometime, right? Like, this isn't some Midwest shit. Like, no, I'm pretty sure he's his cousin. I'm gonna, I'm I believe gonna, you. No, I'm looking it up. I have to look it up. Yeah, he's uh he's stepbrother. Okay. This isn't some Midwest. What up, cuz? Yeah, I mean, do you think I've lost all like everything? Like I've just turned into a 50-year-old dad? Come on, Prano. Give me some credit. Give me some street cred. You saw I won the three-point competition against Mo Harrison. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I played it in Venice Beach. I beat Mo Harris. I beat Nikki D. Remember when you beat our interns in a three-point shootout? Nikki D was not an intern. No. He was a paid employee. He was a paid cat. He slept on that couch like a cat. <laughs> What didn't he? He's like a cat. You want to call 310-359-8365. Go see Joe. He's in Vancouver this weekend. That's right. I'm in Vancouver this weekend. Said that a few times. If you're in Vancouver or nearby areas, come see me. If you know it well, DM me. I need places to go. I need things to see. I need to know where to watch some football on Sunday. Um, If you're not a snowball up there in Canada, Maybe you're in the Midwest. I'll be doing shows in Chicago, Rosemont, Illinois, and Milwaukee the weekend of February 17th through 20th. And then I've got a bunch of shows uh, coming up uh, here in Southern California doing the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival at the end of February and obviously a bunch of local stuff, uh, which you can all find at JoePrano.com and which I post about on my social media, all at Joe Prano, Instagram and TikTok, and then of course, fix your life on Twitter. Big into this TikTok thing, huh? I, I, dude, you, you, that Jackson Mahomes tweet that I just put up, almost a million views. Just the tweet, just the tweet, and then me popping my head up and just kind of reacting to the tweet. Wow. Yeah. 
Look at me. I'm not on these apps, having no clue what's going on. I love it. That was that was a funny one, man. Somebody started a Twitter feed about Dude, that tweet. You, yeah, I know. The Jackson Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes thing was gone crazy. Too. Like, what did you think about people are hammering her for the uh for the champagne toss? What'd she do? She sprayed champagne out the box onto the fans. My problem with it is it's the division round. There were some people like, hey, what if you don't drink? What if you're driving home? You're, you know, you're covered in champagne. Like you didn't ask for this. Come on. Which to me, I will say one thing. Uh, I'm absolutely, I absolutely hear that. Except, except if you just went to the Super Bowl, it rules are off. My biggest problem with it is it's the division game, but also like, this is where we're at now. Like, it just seems so like needy. It's like, get the phone out. I'm going to spray the people down. I find, like, I find, I, I mean, I'm just going to say how it is. Like th- these women that bring nothing to the table, you bring nothing to the table. I mean, she had, she's had, had his baby, you know, she, she brings nothing to the table except your husband is a world-class athlete. You bring nothing to the table. Just shut the fuck up and watch the game. The thing is, if if Brittany, whatever, Lynn or whatever, I don't know her name, if she was spraying it and like somebody down the bottom, if the video I saw of it was somebody down at the bottom filming and being like, this is kind of cool. Again, also, if she was going to Super Bowl, but it's very, it feels very much to me like, hey, 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 film this, film this, film this. I'm going to, and then it's just, but so, that's my point. It 100% ugh. is. It's all about attention on her. Yeah. All about attention on her and Jackson Mahomes at this point. It's just, I mean, there's almost, I mean, he's, he's the king of cringe at this point. It's like, I cringe just looking at like, it's just so cringy. Can, can Jackson Mahomes do a, a, can he be in a boxing match with one of the Paul brothers? (laughs) Can you you imagine that dude? He'd get not, I mean, he'd get knocked into pieces. Like he was one of the, you know, one of the Avengers disappearing after the snap. Like <laughs> he dances on TikTok. I mean, I know that they're YouTubers, but like they're fighting boxing matches. Oh, they're fighting God. like MMA guys. I just, I just don't get it, man. I don't, I don't, I don't get like, because I just Mahomes doesn't like that. Like he's just not. He's just like business, like dude. I'm just go out here to play football and win and. And then I see her and I'm like, what? Dude, come on. Like, what are you doing? I like to set an over-under on that relationship. Well, dude, if it's not over now, I I, I mean, I think they'll be, I think this is a storybook. No they'll be way. together forever. I'm setting it 2030. No way. If he, didn't get, if he wasn't like, yo, if he didn't even at least have the conversation, yo, how about just chill? How about just like, how about you guys don't dance on the graves of dead players this weekend? If you're not having that conversation, you're not, then this, the dude's just, just in it. I mean, you, you lose goat points for that. Honestly, I think he gains goat points for, I can't believe he puts up, I can't believe he has to deal with this. He still plays football. 
You should go full Rogers and just disown them. Yeah. But like, where, where is, where, where are the parents? Like, I know I sound like it, like, like where, where is, where is Patrick Mahomes senior? Where's Pat Mahomes? Where's the mom? Like, yo, you guys bring nothing to the table. It's all I don't know if, if, if the, if the Del Curry, Seth, if the Del Curry, Steph Curry situation tells me anything, Pat Mahomes probably out banging sideline reporters. What a crazy world we live in. I think we got to wrap up the show though. I, I got, I got to get this up. You got to fly out in the morning. Thank you for listening guys. Enjoy the weekend. Have a great few days. And as always stay dirty.